Hello, and welcome to Divine Chaos, the podcast where we are learning to live awake. We're exploring psychological blocks that get in the way, and we're leaning into the divine chaos of this jacked-up journey that is our life. I'm Janine Miller-Delaney, and here is my co-host, colleague in psychotherapy, friend and spiritual sojourner, Ruth Friend. We invite you into this moment in space where we can take some time to release, at least for a while, all of our judgments and expectations of ourselves. Come here into this holy instant with us and just breathe here now and remember you are exactly as love created you. There is nothing you need to do or fix. This is your time to just be and breathe here with us and with love itself. Ah, thank you, Ruth. I'm ready to just be here. It's so good to be back together. Yes. We had to take a hiatus for several weeks. We kept saying, okay, next weekend, then next weekend. Mm. My husband, Jerry, and I ended up with COVID for a good two weeks. We ended up sitting, not doing much of anything. Um, we were just so grateful we'd had the vaccine, so it wasn't worse. Right. So anyway, we're grateful to be to be here together. And I'm so together. grateful that yes. you're here and past all of that. Yes, hallelujah. And There's nothing like feeling really crappy to make you appreciate feeling good again. That's for sure. For sure. Yeah. So our topic today is immersed in love. And Ruth and I were talking about some, as we were getting back together again, talking about some recent epiphanies that we've had. And Ruth just actually just shared a really funny story, which is a great intro to sharing epiphanies. So we're going to let her share her story. (laughs) Uh, So I'm kind of known by my friends and family for my epiphanies. I I have epiphanies, and I love that I have epiphanies. Things just dawn on you. They just do. So this was a couple of years ago. I went to the dentist for a procedure and went back into the exam room, and they put me on laughing gas and kind of, I don't want to say they forgot about me, but I was back there for a while. And at some point, somebody... So they left you back there on the laughing gas yes, for... For this extended for many period of time. Okay. I'm not sure exactly how long because my sense of time was somewhat <laughs> suspended. At some point, somebody came back to check on me and they said, is there anything you need? And I said, yes, I need some paper. I'm having some epiphanies. Um, it does kind of get funnier after that, though. I... I ended up not having the procedure and walked out into the waiting room and walked up to the desk to see how much I owed. And the receptionist said to me, you don't owe anything today. And I looked at her and in a rather loud voice said, you mean I got high and had some epiphanies all for free? (laughs) Oh, that's great. Oh, that is so funny. And I wonder how many people are in the waiting room listening and wondering what the heck was going on for you. Exactly. I'm I'm sure I'm sure 
people had a story to tell when they went home. Yes, yeah, so that had to be so entertaining. <laughs> it was. It still makes me laugh thinking about I it. I got high and epiphanies just all for free. All for free. <laughs> so, folks, we have epiphanies for you all for free today. We do. And maybe you'll get high as a result. Huh? There you go. <laughs> Yeah, while Ruth and I were away, I was excited to share with her the recent epiphany that occurred to me was um, I've been reading more about this Van Gogh immersion experience. So the artist Van Gogh, they've got this experience where you are just completely surrounded in in that art, in his artwork, you know, with, I don't know how mm. they're doing it all with the media and the digital um casting it does sound interesting yeah so it's like you're just totally absorbed in this whole van gogh experience from every angle and i was thinking that was really cool and i've been looking around trying to figure out how i can go to it but when i was taking a walk the other day it dawned on me that we are in like just the grandest immersion experience of all just in our lives you know we're just these spiritual beings in this incredible immersion experience and we don't even know it most of the time that we're actually creating immersion experiences so we can have such a cool experience right but here we're already immersed in this amazing experience from the grandest creator of all yes and yet we're in denial about that like we don't even realize what is around us and how powerful it's like we walk around in a denial bubble Mm. Yeah, like a bubble. It is. Yeah, i I've had I've had clients who are dealing with grief actually describe, um, you know, at first when you're when you have a loss, you there's a certain degree of denial and you just feel numb and you don't feel any of it. And I've had people describe it like, and then eventually somebody pokes a hole in that bubble. In the bubble. And mm-hmm. then gradually reality starts. Oh, that's such a powerful picture. Yeah. Now, from a grief standpoint, that's that's miserable, you know, reality that's soaking in. But from an awakening standpoint, maybe that's what's happening in this process, like in this podcast and what we're trying to do is just let the reality of this immersion experience. The immersion in love. Yeah, just break in and so that we're experiencing the reality of that a little bit more. A little bit more, a little bit more. Each day, yeah. That's so true. So that was my epiphany. It's kind of cool when I can like pause for a moment and just look at it from that standpoint. Like I'm not just in, you know, it's that that Van Gogh experience kind of made me think about it, but then it made me get more in that perspective of, wow, this really is an immersion experience I'm in in every moment, if I'm mindful of it. If you're mindful of it. I mean, I'm always there, but... (laughs) Always there, but not mindful of it, I think, Mm -hmm. and I think that's that's the key. It's so funny, because you and I have epiphanies at at similar times Mm -hmm. about similar things. That's true, we do, don't we? We do. So... I, I kind of have this happen to me frequently when I'm in my office counseling people and I'll occasionally run up against something or or just want to feel the presence of God and I'll say, okay, God, and please enter into this space. And I'll so, always... So, I just, sorry, can I back you up sure. just a minute? Sure, yes. So is that what you're saying to yourself? Or That's you what saying I'm saying to myself. Oh, okay. I'm saying that to myself. 
And I invariably, every time, hear kind of a chuckle or a, hello, Ruth. Uh, I didn't go anywhere. You just need to remember uh, that I'm yes. here. Just remember uh, that I'm here. Yeah. And I always feel such a sense of comfort and take a deep breath to just remember. Mm, yeah, you're already I'm not right alone. Here. I am immersed in love. Mm, and it is always, yeah, right here. I right think that's here. so cool that you hear that. Like, hello, I'm, I'm I do. Still here. I yeah. do. Yeah, that's validating because I have moments like that too where I'll be like, are you there? And I'll just right away, it'll be like, I'm always here. You just need to remember. Yes. The recent message that I received, I've, I haven't been tuning in quite as frequently as I was here in the beginning when I started writing and, and you know, getting it all into the book. But um, here a couple days ago, I was there was a part of me that was feeling a little bit of grief that I hadn't been hearing messages mm. as often. And so I had sat in meditation and and this one did come. And I'm just going to read the first um, couple paragraphs of it. And I think it fits really well for what we've been talking about. My dear child, there is no place where you you are that I am not. Rest. Be still. Let your vessel empty. And wait for me. I long for you as much as you long for me. I long to fulfill the whole that is our union for your full completion in me. When your heart asks where I am, why it is you cannot hear my voice, ask instead why you would block your awareness of my presence. What does it serve you to stay tuned into the illusions of this world of form when love awaits you in every moment. Need I remind you, you are only love, extending out from love. There is nothing else. All else are magician's tricks of an ego mind set on separation. Mm. (sighs) Yeah. So, so beautiful. Just that ongoing message that we're not alone. We are immersed in love. Always immersed. Yeah, once I, I got this message, well, there were two things that really stuck out for me. One, one was just thinking about the fact that love itself, that God longs to be having the experience with me of me knowing my union. You know, oh, that's, me so, that's such a powerful that. way to say it. Yeah, I don't know, because this word, you know, I long to fulfill the whole that is our union. That's not whole like a hole in the ground. That's like the whole, W-H-O-L-E. Yes. The wholeness of who we are in union. So that really struck me like that's what love wants me to be whole and complete in that union. Complete and whole. And then the second part, you know, ask instead why you would block your awareness of my presence. I thought, wow, that's that is a good question. So when I've been catching myself here recently with you know, I'll start out um sometimes like on my morning walks, I'll start out in a really blissful place and really being mindful and intentional to notice love. 
And then my mind will just, just go to these awful places out of the blue. And I'll, you know, all of a sudden pull up grief or losses or things that, you know, isn't that amazing bothering how me. quickly that happens? Yeah. And I'll be asking, why? Okay, so now I've learned to ask, so, okay, is this what you want to choose? You know, and then that calls me back. I can go, oh, okay, so this is a choice. No, I would really rather be focusing on love right now. And it's just a breath away. Mm-hmm. It's just an acknowledgement away. It's an acknowledgement away. I feel like that there was something that came up for you, Ruth. I think it was similar to your walk experience. Mm, yeah. I, a lot of times when I'm walking, I love to walk. It's very self-regulating mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. And soothing. I think not just exercise-wise, but it really does soothe my soul. And I often listen to podcasts or a book on tape, but I try usually to at least start out in that in that place being more mindful being more and mindful present. and present and this was just recently i started out that way and everything looked brighter and it was just beautiful and mm. i felt so connected and i think i stayed that way maybe for about 10 minutes and it almost started to feel like too much which I don't know how to describe it, but it was that other stuff was crowding. So was it, is that an experience of where you started to block your awareness yes, of love's presence? it is. Mm. And I can't even tell you why, but at that point I made the choice to kind of shut it down and go back to my mm-hmm. podcast. Oh, so you shut down the blissful experience you were having. I did. And isn't that wild? And I, like, and, why and, would we choose that? And yeah. I was pretty aware that I was choosing it. Mm-hmm. I think there's, there is like a degree, and at some point I'm, I'm aware of it, that we get addicted to the, to the negative or to the, for me, it feels like it's a trauma response. Like I get addicted to needing to figure out how to fix things or to need, or to focusing on the things that are negative or not going well. And I would say that that's a trauma response, like it's a coping response. Like we think if I could just work things out or if I can just, you know. Make sense of it. Yeah, then I can keep bad things from happening maybe. Or maybe other times it's a trauma response because we get kind of addicted chemically to the to the emotional chemicals that come with things that are negative. That's so true. That's so true. I, I think... And all of us have had trauma in some way or another. The whole experience, I think, of just to get even more kind of existential, the whole experience of being spiritual beings and then all of a sudden we're in this physical experience is a trauma. trauma. That's so so true. (laughs) Yeah, let alone all of the trauma that happens in this physical experience. And and there's a lot of trauma that happens in this physical experience. Mm And I think we are used to being in that place, keeping busy, doing, mm-hmm. distracting. All the while, yeah, thinking this is how we feel like we're enough or we'll keep ourselves safe. Or we'll feel okay or yeah. we'll achieve this point where we can breathe and relax and mm-hmm. 
I don't I don't know what it is that we expect we're going to land on, but it's always something elusive in the future. Yeah, some grand thing, some grand remedy maybe or yeah. I hear that so much in my office. What? This whole concept of I'm not good enough or when I get here. Oh, right. Then I'm going to feel like I'm like everything's okay. Or whole. Yeah, ah, or whole. Yeah. And even that then is a trauma response. It is. Like I'm because it's I'm not whole now, I'm having I'm still having to find the answer. And it's kind of an oxymoron. You can't achieve wholeness. Mm, right. You have to recognize you have that to you recognize already it. are there. And and maybe that takes us full circle back to recognizing we are already one with love immersed in love right we're already here immersed in love Mm. yeah so from a psychotherapy standpoint i you know and and being mindful that there's this trauma response you know any of these things that we go to that don't feel connected Right. That take us away from our sense of connection to me is some form of a coping mechanism or a trauma response. Right. And, and, you know, often I'll use the words like listening to the ego mind. It's listening to that voice of separation that tells us that we're alone and not safe. Not enough. And not enough. Yeah. So to unlock that, you know, I always look for the felt sense of the opposite because this trauma response, this negativity, this thing that we need to fix or the pain, the suffering that we're addicted to, that we go to, that is, that is not really the truth. That's just us in, in that reactive cycle, right? In that coping place. Right. And to have the felt sense of the truth that we're, that love is really always right here with us, that we're immersed in love. We have to be able to bring that felt sense to the place where we're feeling scared or we're feeling the trauma response. How do you, how do you tell people to do that in your office? Ah, okay. So, well, so you know what, for me, I would start with, you know, can you tell me a time when you knew, when you really felt like you were whole or when you really felt the sense of that God or love was right there with you or you felt the peace or the knowing mm. that everything was okay, you know. That reminder of that yeah. it is possible. The, the, the felt, so we were looking for the felt sense yes. of it, you know. Like have I had a moment when I really felt that? And that a lot of times is why I recommend meditation because, you know, that helps you to let everything else go so that you can allow yourself to have that experience of connection. Right. But for many people, it might be, you know, on a vacation or standing at the beach or when they're with a child or it could be anything. Anything. Or a grandparent or a, yeah. But, but to be able to hold on to that felt sense. Yes. Like, and, and savor it and soak it in. Yeah, I, I, I had this moment a, a week or so ago where um, my little grandson is 13 months 
and he's kind of past that stage of wanting to be rocked. Mm. But he had a moment where ah, he, loved that, he yeah. let me rock him. And I looked into his little eyes and I thought, I'm never going to forget this moment. Mm, yes. I'm going to hang on to this because that was a, a whole mm, God. That for you, that was your felt love. sense. It was my felt sense. Yeah. And the image that came to my mind is that it's kind of like we have to take the little child within us. Yes. And hold that little child close to us and wrap it. And, and acknowledge, you know, the part that feels wounded and wrap it in that in that love, which is what God is doing for us. For us, all the time. But we're constantly denying it. Like, we would, why would you block my presence? Why would you block your awareness of that? So for us to give that to ourselves, like we're engulfing with our arms, you know, holding that child within us. And to visualize that. Yeah. And- not just the picture of it, but the feeling of it. Right, to have the felt sense of it, to feel the peace wash over you. Mm. So for me, like if I'm taking a walk and I'm engulfed in nature and intentionally allowing myself, like you said before, to acknowledge love's presence, then I can let, I, I heard this phrase before, like na- let nature have its way with you. Or let, you know, love just totally engulf you and hold you. And even if I'm grieving something, you know, I might bring that to love and and just acknowledge it and, and just hold both. That's such a beautiful way to say it. I've never heard that before. Let nature have its way with you. Hmm, yeah. Which is kind of like, yeah, let love have its way with you. Let, right. Let yourself be loved. I think lo- it's the it's same It's really thing. let yourself be loved, yeah. Mm. But we have to kind of break free of the denial that love is right there. Like we have to intentionally allow ourselves to have it. Recognize that we're immersed. Yes. And allow it to be. Like allow ourselves to breathe, allow ourselves to soak it in. And even if we're grieving or there is something imminently present, it's not just that we pulled up an old trauma response that we keep recycling. If there's something right there in the moment, even to bring that into that space where we let love, love us. (laughs) Love us. Let love love us. Yeah. Hmm. So the psychotherapy takeaway how can can you summarize that for us now? As far as the what can we can work on? Maybe it's being mindful of the felt sense of allowing love to love us, recognizing when we're disconnected. Mm, yes, and going back intentionally to those moments when we did feel connected. Just like I can always go back to that moment. With my baby boy. Mm, yes. And, and every time I think of it, I feel reconnected. Right. So, yeah. So to call it up from where it was and hold both. Right. Or to choose that over the other. Right. right? Or to uh, give yourself some time in nature or wherever works for you where you can allow yourself to have that felt sense of letting love in. Right. Huh? Yeah, to get back to how this was said, 
in the message, ask instead why you would block your awareness of my presence. What does it serve you to stay tuned into the illusions of this world of form when love awaits you in every moment that you would choose it? Mm, so there from a, a spiritual takeaway, it would be just noticing, can I choose love? Again, they're very similar. They really they? are the same thing, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Would I choose love? Yeah. <sighs> do I want to choose this negative thought or do I want to choose to focus on love? Right. And for me, even focusing on love sometimes is just like noticing, like like noticing the dew on the grass or noticing the birds flying by mm -hmm. or noticing the love that is right there with the person I'm with. Mm. Or, or even just how good this blanket feels and a cup of tea. Mm. Or, mm. Okay, then. Immersed in love. Immersed. So as we close today, may you give yourself permission to just fully recognize that love is right there with you in each moment. And may you allow yourself to choose to be immersed in love, to choose to recognize. Choose to see it. Yeah. Acknowledge it. In each it. moment today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ah, peace.